everybody, Madison popping in here uh, on a voice memo on my phone, so lower quality audio, just to give a little caveat about this episode. So we recorded this episode in October of 2022, and obviously we have been on a bit of a hiatus, but a la Taylor, we are currently bringing things back out of our personal vault and releasing them for you guys. So if you hear us talking about the release of Such Sharp Teeth as if it is literally next week, uh, it's not. It already happened in the end of October, I believe. Uh, So definitely go check out the book if you haven't and read it before listening to this episode so you can listen to all the juicy spoilers. Happy listening. Lower Your Volume contains sometimes graphic and often explicit content. That being said, some episodes are not for everybody, so listener discretion is advised. And as always, spoilers ahead. I'm Nicole Basio. <laughs> I'm Madison Fry. And I'm Rachel Harrison. <laughs> and this is Lower Your Volume. We are a literary podcast where we chat about books and talk way too loudly. And this week we have an excellent guest with us. We have Rachel Ooh. Harrison, author of Such Sharp Teeth, which is like, has my heart right now. It has me in a chokehold. Let me just say, uh, <laughs> Nicole. Oh, yeah. So we usually like, you know, I haven't read a ton of like horror thriller up until the last like few months. Like I've been really trying to dive deep into it. And yeah. when I think it was either your agent reached out to us, I was like reading like synopsis and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Or maybe it was your mm-hmm. publisher. I don't know who it was. But either yeah. way, we were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. We Somehow it came to, into like, our inbox. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, were, was... we have to say. And I was from the moment I picked it up to like the end of it, I was it just enthralled. I so, did it like, in one so sitting. Have you on here? Save to eat oh. dinner because, and then I watched Gilmore Girls, <laughs> and I was like a nice That's like a juxtaposition one day thing for you. Two, like you two, two, <laughs> it's a one yeah. day thing. I didn't realize yeah. you started it one day and finished in one day. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was truly. I, I, mean, I took a break from well, one Rory, fast. one Rory <laughs> to another Rory, and then just yes. came right back. Um, yeah, so Nicole, you want to kick off with the bio? Yeah, let's real quick. So Rachel Harrison is the author of Such Sharp Teeth, as we mentioned, also Cackle and The Return, which was nominated for a Bram Stoker Award for Superior Achievement in a First Novel. Uh, her short fiction has appeared in, oh, I don't know the name of this publication. Is it Guernica? Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but that's how I've, I've committed to it. And so, yeah. <laughs> please do, because I am the if you ever listen to any other episodes, everyone knows I'm the worst when it comes to pronunciations. Okay. Electric Literature is recommended reading as an and as an Audible original. And in her debut story collection, Bad Dolls, which sounds phenomenal, by the way, um, she lives in Western New York with her husband and their cat slash overlord, which, by the way, if you see one jump up, that's also my cat and overlord. Um, her name is General Mittens. And she runs my life. So right. <laughs> the general. Is there anything else you wanted to add to your yeah. bio? Was that was that and was that good for you? <laughs> no, that's that's sufficient. I it's always like weird writing bios 
Because you're oh, like sure. sitting there like writing them in the third person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Madison yeah. used to be a theater kid. So I'm sure you would do that a ton, right, Madison? I did. Every <laughs> single time it was like, Madison is so proud of blank, blank, blank. Like her supporting role in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Like, <laughs> I'm a former theater kid as well. So oh, what was your favorite club. role? Alum. What was like the favorite thing you were ever in? So my senior year, we did How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And I was heading the room. So I got like all the fun costumes and I like got to be like, and um, yeah, so that was really fun. And then we did Noises Off. Oh, um, nice. Neil Simon play. And that Uh was really fun. It was a lot of physical comedy. We all had bruises. Um, That's the best time though. We did like yeah. guys and dolls like a million and one times. Like it's like okay, guys, we, we can do a different guys show. and dolls twice, but I didn't have parts in it, <laughs> so yeah, we, um, I don't count them. I think my favorite—it's always the costume ones are always my favorite. Like the yeah. heavy costume. Like we did, we did don't drink the water once. That was like my first like true play where I like had a role, and it, but it was like. I was in like a suit, but because I was a ninth grader and didn't own a suit, I wore like <laughs> I wore flare black yoga pants with like a Forever Twenty One like that like cotton blazer that yeah. everybody had mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with like a tank top, like a pink tank top with like a white shirt. Oh, it was. I'm so glad you didn't call them flare leggings like you did a couple days ago. She <laughs> called yoga pants flare leggings, and I went, "We're not doing that. That's TikTok. We're not. We're not there. We're not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> we are not that." that. I'm about to age myself. I'm like, is that what's happening on the TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> on literally on the <laughs> people that are, I would say that like a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of Gen Z say like flared leggings, and I'm like, those are yoga pants. What are you talking did, about? Yeah, I did say let it them, the other let day. them live in in that sweet ignorance, like <laughs> yeah, in their, in their bliss. Yeah. Oh my god. Things I don't want. I don't want to yeah. do a middle part. I don't like middle parts. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch yourself. <laughs> hey, you look great with the middle part. I do actually, not. Actually, it's it's off center because I have a cowlick, so <laughs> can't it's actually hide. That's like the, the real generation. <laughs> yeah. In generation. It's not what year you were born. It's if you're pro or against. <laughs> it's the middle <laughs> part. <laughs> it really is the middle, middle part. And then um, I feel like the desire to have uh, low rise jeans come back. Oh my god, yes. I don't I, like them. Like, put me to death. <laughs> right? Not to be dramatic, was, but like, yeah, absolutely not. I would no, simply rather pass away into the earth and become a tree than wear yes, right. low rise well, jeans. And like, mom, mom jeans, like, I talk to my mom about mom jeans all the time because that, like, when she became a mom, that's when she was wearing her mom jeans all the time. So I'm like, oh my God, I love these. She goes, please get out of here. I can't handle it. So, like, <laughs> mom, who's a Gen X, is like, please don't. I don't want to deal with your, your wanting to wear mom jeans when that was oh. literally like my worst fashion sense ever. So I guess it's just a cyclical They're thing so for comfy, everyone. Though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure every generation has that thing. I wonder what I. I truly wonder what the um, Gen Z thing is going to be that they're going to look back and be like, "What's next?" Know, right? Who knows? Who knows? Whatever I it is, it's copied it. from like another generation. So it's like, '90s, the Y2K yeah. thing. Oh yeah, they're God. just going to be like butterfly clips. It's like I regret butterfly clips. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> there's i follow so many like i follow so many people on tiktok it's like my worst trait is that i'll i'll see one video from somebody that i think is funny and i'll follow them yeah that is i honestly every time you're like i have so many people that i follow i'm like i have like 10 max i just hope for the best on my for you page i don't I just, know how it works 
and I'm afraid <laughs> to find out because I feel like as soon as I – everybody I like, everybody I know who's like, I'm on TikTok, they'll be like, mm-hmm. I spent four hours today looking at like interior design TikToks and I'm like, oh, it's yeah. for the best. I don't figure this out. Though like yeah. I feel yeah. like as an author, like book talk is like a very useful tool, but I just mm-hmm. like – I'm yeah. too afraid to dip a toe in. I'm 33. I'm like, I – they mean let me on this platform like <laughs> well um i were i one of my many jobs is that i do some stuff for people like that they like, do tiktoks for them because they're like i don't have the time and i'm like i do yeah. i'll do it for you <laughs> yeah so, it's it's truly it's, it's, i but yeah because we we both we both actually or do jobs are partially it's social media related and i'll explain to the people they're like tiktok and i was like listen tiktok is the wild wild west of social media platforms like yeah, you never yeah, know what's gonna day. fly one day it's, it's a lawless place like it, really it is. is truly there's like no a reason they can be like oh you know that sound that you thought was doing really well and you put a bunch of videos behind it and it did really well it's done today you're like what yeah, why why I today don't, i don't understand i don't know who is sitting there like controlling all of the like algorithms but I would like to know what they're, yeah, I would like to know. (laughs) I like, let me imagine. Let me imagine. Oh, sure. You can imagine it's a, you can imagine it's a human. I'll let you do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, should we get into questions? Yeah. Should we get into questions? So we're going to do like a full scale, like, you know, book thing after this, but we have questions that we're going to ask Rachel today. This is just for the listeners. Of course, we're going to ask Rachel questions about this stuff. Um, Either way, you're going to get the whole the full spoilers and everything later yeah. on anyway we so need to gush you, in an embarrassed way as an embarrassing way as well um which will be on the, on the private on the on the um it's just full, gonna be us episode. scream crying into the microphone because it yeah. was so good um, um ian, seriously nice. ian yes the the hottest hottie of all time i was Love like I'm of my sorry, life get out of here number the way, one that was the way i was, I was giggling and kicking my feet as she was like saving his life i was like <laughs> <laughs> she's like run and i'm like <laughs> it was... the other thing is i love the like nerdy guy type where it's almost like mm-hmm. he was like nerdy in high school and grew up oh, and he's then... hot but he's still nerdy and you're like oh my god i love him and yeah. the band thing i'm like so attractive oh. he's just like yeah. blissfully unaware of how perfect he... oh my god <laughs> yes right? He's such oh. a good guy. I was like, you are so much better than men. Like, just period. Men, you period. Tell that he's a character written by a woman. Yeah, no, I almost like went back in and was like, should I make him a little bit more flawed? But one, it didn't really have space. Like, I'm sure that like as their relationship progresses in the future, he'll do like annoying stuff. He'll be a typical um, man. Yeah, but I was like, you know what? This is like. This is fiction. Like, yeah. There, there's a fucking. Oh, sorry. I don't know. No, no, no. We are swear friendly. This is a swear friendly podcast. Um, there's like werewolves in this book. Like, I can. Make, yeah. If if that's the biggest stretch of imagination, then like I can mm-hmm. like go to town. <laughs> yeah, we can no. suspend disbelief that there is a man yeah. that good in this world. Yes. There's so many pieces about him that just work out so well. But I think I want to start with that question. So what makes you decide to include Ian to begin with? Because there are times where I'm like, I love Ian, would live for Ian. Is there a reason like why you included him for Rory? Like, because I feel like in some cases you could have just pulled him out and he the story would have still done a lot of what it did um, without having him as a character. So was there like a deciding factor for you? Just like, nah, Ian's hot. I wanted him in there. (laughs) So actually like Ian is like, was there from the beginning like it's interesting because mia was added in later but um, oh interesting ian was oh it was like rory scarlet and ian and i think what 
is different about this book than my previous books and kind of what I wanted to explore in this book is like Rory really has her shit together. And Mm -hmm. that was important for me because if she was already a mess and got bitten by a werewolf, it's like you're, you can't really, Mm -hmm. it's less dramatic than like Mm -hmm. I have everything together and this is like a, like a big wrench in my plans. Mm -hmm. And, um, it forces her to confront things in her past and think about like what she wants. And without Ian, Rory's arc, I don't think would have been nearly as satisfying because sure. her, like she doesn't need a better career. She doesn't need confidence. Mm-hmm. She like, she does need to like confront her past, but that's, she needs to do that so she can move forward. And if she was mm-hmm. going to move forward and just go back to her life the way it was, then like, mm-hmm kind of what's the point of the of the book i wrote that question Mm -hmm. down and then everything you just said i was sitting there later on i'm like i know exactly what she's gonna say and i (laughs) but i liked hearing it confirmed i felt a little bit good about my like reader comprehension there uh very good high school a plus yeah (laughs) gold star teacher smiling thank you i know whoever it was that taught me reader comprehension i'm gonna just really love that one forever um so i i think ian was a really good arc for rory and just i mean i love i love the pants out of him the first thing i told Madison after I finished this book I go you're gonna love Ian yeah it's not even a question you are going to love Ian she said I think curly hair three minutes into it she was like I love him glasses <laughs> and I said done yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh and then when the mom like I you know I was kind of like trying to figure out his like body type and then when the mom said a bear <laughs> for like lack of better phrasing you know as Scarlett <laughs> pointed out I was like oh my god <laughs> like it was yeah, yeah he he was Mm-mm-mm. delicious <laughs> like a perfect a perfect little like amuse-bouche for the book yeah. you know because <laughs> yes. because like, it would have been just as good like following her you know mm-hmm. situation and dealing with it becoming a literal werewolf but I feel like Ian just like over the, like the per- perfection so good oh my god yeah, anyway. you know, you did talk about her past, and I do feel like it's such a large, it's such a big part of Rory. Um, and you tackle a lot of complex topics, you know, like the, like the sexual assault, especially in of minors. Um, and those memories come up multiple times in the story. Was that hard for you as like a writer to kind of you know communicate? And were there scenes that you know a lot of these scenes were not explicit or like super graphic, but they're still really painful? And you know, I, I think you have a thing. Maybe it's just on your site. I don't know if you had trigger warnings for it or whatever, but um, I, I don't have any things with it. But I'm like, you know, these are not like super graphic but painful. So was it hard for you to communicate at any point in time or did you feel like it was hard for you to write at points in time? Because, I mean, they are so emotional pieces of Rory's past. Yeah, it was – I mean – it was very difficult to write, especially because I'm very much like Rory and I'm just like, I don't want to confront sure. Um, But I think what was, it was very, very important for me to like make sure those scenes were right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to convey how painful it was for Rory and the gravity of those situations for her and in her life uh, without putting in anything extraneous or, mm-hmm. or going too graphic mm-hmm. because like 
I did not want to be exploitative in, in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, so striking that balance is really, really important to me um, because it's a big part of her character arc and it was important to have in the book. Um, but you never want to have something be painful for the sake of being painful or graphic for the sake of being graphic. Yeah. So right. that balance was – it was like a heavy weight to carry and making sure that it was – it was right, but I felt confident when I finished it that um, the balance, the balance was right, and it, mm-hmm. it worked sure. in the book yeah. for sure. And it really worked so well. I mean, like it was emotional, like reading it. You know, it, I got so angry at so many points oh, in that I, book. I was like, I'm just, I want to, oh. I want to throw somebody off a ledge. It, like I don't even know what I want to do, but I'm so angry. It reminded me, like in the best way of like when you're listening to a true crime podcast. I don't know if you listen to any oh, true yeah. crime shows, but like it, it gave me that same feeling of like it's it's the injustice of it. Like yes. it made me want to like it's, scream and yell. Like I was literally going when when like Rory went to go tell her mom as a kid, and her mom was like, mm-hmm. "I like I can't deal with this right now." I I I out loud was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Like I was just it I made mean, me so. Scarlet. Later yeah. on when Scarlett's like, she's never going to, like, say one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I was, like, so mad. And I'm like, you know, part of mm-hmm. it is with Scar- what Scarlett says, I really felt that was a really good thing to include. I mean, because you're right. When you write that, you're like, that's absolutely what some people are going to do. And they're never going to own up to their mm-hmm. mistake in that in regard. And I thought that was so powerful. And it just – it really kind of showed a lot of that, tr- like – transitional trauma that's going on between the family you know like that stuff that's kind of still bleeding into their lives post all of this I mean they're what 10 10 or 12 or 13 years older than when she was at the time so Mm -hmm. like that's a pretty big amount of time to be having all this you know emotional stuff living on you and so you can Mm -hmm. still see it the residual of it and it was really good to see that so I I love that even though it was horrible for like you know me as a person but like I was like oh my god I love this this is so (laughs) yeah like I mean it's it's the same thing as like like I said the true crime stuff where you're like this is a terrible terrible thing but also like the the hearing it and the way it can be expressed is like very important to the telling of the story where I was like I feel like I feel it was almost like the feeling of like I feel honored to have been told this story in some ways where it's like to be you know I, I don't even know how to explain the feeling because it was just like my heart ached for her But I also didn't feel like I was being bombarded with, like, graphic detail of, like, this horrible thing that does happen as opposed to, like, werewolf bites, which, as far as I know, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say that because clearly, like, (laughs) it happened here. My favorite favorite part is when she goes to the occult shop and they're like, don't make fun of us. I was like, dude, that was the moment. But I loved that it was included, too. Like, it felt, it feels so realistic, even though it is, you know, fantastical. So, wonderful job on that, by the way. Just absolutely phenomenal. I try and, like, ground all of, like, all my books are supernatural, but I try and ground Mm -hmm. them as much in reality as possible. Yeah. And with the occult shop, I wanted it to feel like the experience when you go to the doctor for help and it's like you don't want to go you like know that they're like you're like dragging your feet you have to like figure out if they're going to take your insurance and you finally Mm -hmm. find a doctor and you go there and like you tell them something and they just dismiss it right off the bat or like the same like finding a therapist I feel like is so hard to find a therapist yeah you you nailed that now that you say that get there and then you sit there 
and you're like, I've put all of my misgivings aside to like come here and seek help and I'm not mm-hmm. getting help. And yeah, so that's yeah. kind of like the occult shop as much as it's like just kind of a, a kind of not a throwaway scene, but it's a small part of yeah. the book. That's kind of what I was trying to make it feel like. Mm-hmm. And I think she's – I don't know if the line's still in it, but she says something about like when you go to a doctor and you're just sitting there like in the white gown just like kicking your feet. Like mm-hmm. I thought – like I'm sitting here vulnerable and I'm trying to get help and you're just yeah. like sorry yeah. like Dismissive. what you're experiencing yeah. isn't real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. I mean, yeah, I that's didn't so spot on. Together, but you say it and I'm like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, two weeks ago, my mom was in the emergency room. She has a bunch of kidney stones, and the first time she went to the emergency room, they were like, no, 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 you just have like a um like a an infection. Essentially, we're gonna give you some medicine. My mom's like, I've had these a bunch of times. I know what these feel like. Well, two days later, she had to go back to the same emergency room and be like, you were wrong. And they were they she was wrong. They had she had nine kidney stones and she had to get a surgery. And oh. so it was she was so frustrated and. Now that you say it, I'm like, oh my god, that's why it felt so raw because I was reading it at the same time as all of this was going on. I was like, oh my yeah. god, that's why it stuck out in my brain. Well, so and it even makes so much sense. The belief aspect from everybody oh, yeah. in her, I feel like. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. everybody in her life, the two people who she tells, yeah, you know, obviously, like Mia clearly figures that out. But like, <laughs> even even the clearly difference, Madison. Clear, clearly, well, I mean, she figures it out on her own. <laughs> Um, but like having Scarlet, like not believe her. Mm. Oh, that would, that one hit me heavy. I was, I would, you should, I, the text that Nicole probably woke up to this morning. Well, it was pretty, it was pretty scream heavy. It was great. (laughs) Yeah, I was, um, it was, uh, it was, yeah, they were, they were, they were, uh, very loud, all caps, so angry at some of the parts because it was just and it's that same feeling of you're like you're not listening to what I'm saying you're not like acknowledging that I'm being honest with you and you're not respecting like my truth in that way and I'm just like oh it happened so much to her in this book both with like her trauma from her past and then her trauma like in the present because what she went through like sure she's like super strong now and all this cool stuff but it's traumatizing and like you lose control of your body um Actually, in regards to that, you mentioned in your uh, acknowledgments that you got a lot from The Body Keeps the Score. Um, I love that book. It is one of my favorite books. Um, can you like tell us like what parts of that helped you, you know, shape Rory's story? Well, I think just um, for me, it was validating to read mm-hmm. the book um, because like I'd heard of it but I hadn't really given it much thought. And again, I'm not like a very, I'm, I'm a avoidant personality. Same, so same. Um, yeah, safe space. Uh, I wouldn't have sought it out on my own mm-hmm. um, for fiction. I was like, sure. Yeah. It's not for me. It's for the book. Right. Right. Um, but I think getting that validation from the book of like, personal experiences or just feeling like, okay, like this is a real thing. Like it's not – I'm not imagining it. I'm not alone in it. And then I knew that when I started writing the book that I wanted it to be an exploration of lycanthropy and like contemporary womanhood um, Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of parallels between (laughs) werewolves and just being a lady. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> menstruating hormones, mm-hmm. you know, lack of body autonomy in situations, mm-hmm. lack of control. So I was thinking of all that stuff, but I didn't really think of and so I was like, okay, I want to read this book and explore how our bodies hold trauma, but I didn't like kind of know what I was signing up for until I read it. And then I think yeah. it was helpful for me personally and then in, in executing Rory's story. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think it's one of those books that you can only read when you're ready or when you're not oh, like – for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know if I was quite ready, but, um, <laughs> but I, I think it's, to me, it's yeah. it's required reading. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. and I think you know, you mentioned the whole thing about what young adult women go through and how, like, werewolf and like the lore and stuff are very similar. Um, you know, one of my favorite parts of the story was the fact that Scarlet's body is going through all these pregnancy changes while Rory is. Mm-hmm. I loved that duality throughout the whole thing. And yeah. I think you just mentioned that it originally started that way. So my question was, was it going to be that way to begin with? Or did it kind of like evolve and change along the way? But it sounds like it was something that you had right from the get-go in your brain when you started going into this. Yeah, I think because like so much of body horror and like I'm a control freak. And so like mm-hmm. a lot of like what scares me about body horror is not so much the like gross out stuff, but like the fact that like you're not in control. Like in a lot of scenarios, your body's in the driver's seat and you're just Mm -hmm. there. And like to me, pregnancy is terrifying for that like Mm -hmm. that reason. (laughs) (laughs) And like the chest burst scene like traumatized me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And um so (laughs) I I think a lot of like I think a lot about that and I think like people are brave to do it um Mm -hmm. so that I I definitely wanted to explore that from the beginning but I think it became a larger part of the book than I'd anticipated um Mm -hmm. just in exploring body horror like they're both going through like big transformations and they can't fully be there for each other because of it and they kind of resent each other because Like, Rory needs Scarlet to be there for her, mm-hmm. and Scarlet needs Rory to be there for her, but they both can't completely give themselves over because they're dealing with their own shit, yeah. um, which was, I think, I wrote this in fall of 2020, and mm-hmm. the in the pandemic, there was a lot of that, I think, with everybody, where it's like, I need help because I'm not doing well, but everybody yeah. else in your life is also not doing well and yeah. needs help, mm-hmm. and the frustration of that, like, it used to be like, oh, I'm having a bad day oh, really? What's going on? <laughs> like, yeah. but everybody was having a bad day every day. And so yeah, the two yeah. of them couldn't really take care of each other. Um, and in any writing scenario, you, you want as much conflict as possible. And so to have that conflict there with my, with two of my main characters was just very convenient. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too, with all of, with them, I'm, I'm fascinated by twins. I have twin cousins. And so like, um, I think you had mentioned right in the get-go that they don't have any of those cool like uh, twin oh, powers. Oh, the twin telepathy. You that, yeah, we can feel <laughs> yeah. that each other is in pain. But even so, like I, I love that you make them twins for the fact that you share a womb when you're a twin. You usually have some type of strong connection to them, and I think the stakes are higher for them in that case. Like oh, yeah. my siblings mm-hmm. and I are so close, but like there's some level of but that it, because of our age be gap. It's different, right? And then mm-hmm. the twin thing even more so i think it really just it really just solidified all of that 
frustration, like you had mentioned, with between the two of them. And I felt it. I was, like, so angry. And I was rooting for, like, Rory to just, you know, hit somebody. But I was really pleased yeah. with the way that she kind of handles it. Because, I mean, I, better person than I, me. Because I would I have been losing my mind. Yeah, I finished the book. And in my brain, I, like, my own subconscious went, she is a better person than you. There's no <laughs> way. Like... I the way I would have made it everybody's problem that they had all <laughs> <laughs> like you would have no you would literally yeah no I want like these are the list like, of grievances like I have when I when I when when we find out that Scarlet cheated and that she kicked um, Maddie out I I mean. I was ready to like bust the window out. Like I, I was sewing. I actually I listened to part of it. I was sewing were. and I was ready to like flip the machine. Like it was, <laughs> I was so like angry for her and she was just such a better person than I am. Like, obviously she got really mad, you know, uh, at first when she, when Maddie was at the hospital and she was like, you, for, you know, yeah. and she's still mad at Scarlett from... too. Cause I think Scarlett right, makes yeah. her leave the room. She's like, I can't handle you. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't handle you, yeah. Scarlett. I mean, handle each other. But, but when she, when she tells her about, you know, the fact that she cheated, the, I just would never, I would have never been able to have a rational conversation <laughs> knowing you being in Rory's position of like, you, you took me from my high powered, like, sounds like killer kick ass job you know my amazing life in new york like the life i really enjoyed and it's because it's not like she was like yeah it's not like she was like tired of you know her existence um there and then and then on top of that i got i'm like a werewolf now (laughs) because you brought me here under false pretenses she is a much better person than i was and even Mm -hmm. like her handling of um you know, in the way you handled her handling, um, her like violence and her anger was so like, so Uh well done because I feel like it's a lot of times in, you know, expectations of women, we, we don't get a lot of room to be angry and to be like rough. And I think that her expressing that and being like, sometimes I'm just angry. And then when Ian takes her to the rage room, I've been to one of those and it's so fun, but it like, it really like, it, it lets something out that you have to keep trapped a lot because of a lot of, you know, societal expectations and stuff, but truly better person than me. (laughs) She is a better person than me. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, (laughs) we all have room to grow. (laughs) Well, and on top of all of that, I feel like one of the things that makes this book go so quickly, at least in my opinion, is that it's so fast paced with your dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, like even the sentence structure is is short in a lot of areas. And I absolutely devoured it for that reason. I was telling mm-hmm. Madison, I think I was at the bookstore one night for like two hours and I went from page 70 to page like 170 in that time frame. So I'm like mm-hmm. flying through this book. Mm-hmm. Um how do you determine the pacing of each of your books? Mm-hmm. Are all of them kind of the same? I've only just read the one, unfortunately. I'm going to have to read the others now. Mm-hmm. Um, but are all of them like this? Or do you have a, um, do you have like for this kind of thing, do you have to do like a separate pacing schedule? Or how do you kind of, you know, configure that? So I draft pretty fast, um, which I mm-hmm. think maybe contributes to like I need to like get in and get into a rhythm. And then I also like, I don't really think too much about pacing when I sit down. I'm very like concept and then character driven um Mm -hmm. so like i write first person so it's kind of like well if like rory is moving at a certain pace then i'm moving at that pace and then my dialogue i um studied screenwriting in college so i have a screenwriting background yeah you're one so i think (laughs) that's why my (laughs) that's why my dialogue i think moves 
moves mm-hmm. fast. Cause it, I, yeah. yeah. Cause it, it um, felt very, it felt very real. Like I can hear the hilarious dialogue. Yes. I was going to, it's very good dialogue. You know, a lot of pieces are hilarious. A lot of pieces are very serious, but now that you say that, you can totally tell. I mean, like Madison, I both took yeah. screenwriting classes. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, we went we went to school for broadcasting That's and cinematic met, arts. Actually. Where'd you go? Sorority and then broadcasting um, Central Michigan. Okay. I went yeah. to Emerson, which is a very like. Oh, I almost went to Emerson. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Great. I mean, I didn't clearly, <laughs> but no. it was it was like it was on it was on the short list. But then I was like, ah, I cannot afford to go to the state school i mean it's for us to go to central it was still quite a bit um mm-hmm. but at least in-state tuition is cheaper you know because we both yeah. live in michigan yeah. so in-state's a lot cheaper if we go out of college a lot of people that i know went to um what's the chicago one there's one in the university of Ch- yeah maybe university there's like a university of well, there's University of Chicago, but there's one that's a creative arts one that I'm thinking. Oh my of. god, Columbia! I also I also got in there. It's Columbia College. Yeah, I, that's yeah. a really popular one. I and that's went expensive there. too. I didn't go. Yeah. I didn't go because of the cost. I toured it and everything. Yeah. I got in. I remember that was like my like. I put it up on my wall, even though I knew I wasn't going there. I was like, <laughs> I got into Columbia College, and I got fast tracked to their director program. And I was like, I'm not oh. gonna go, but boy, oh, I know, right? <laughs> that's like it's like such one. That's one of those stupid little achievements when you're like, this means nothing to anybody else but me. I'm going to vividly hope and pray and just like, you know, manifest that this book gets turned into a movie for you because this <gasps> I was, was literally so thinking that. well done and executed that it could easily be translated into film. Yeah. Especially you, since you which, have the screenwriting background. Is that you're like interested in? I'm is desperate for any of my books to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I feel God. like there's like a like a nice like author response that would be like, that would be nice. But I'm just like, I that would fucking love it. I'm yeah. camping at the bit. For adaptations, I, so I feel like it would be such a good Netflix either show or movie. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. I don't know. It gave me kind of like the same like cool like cool girl horror almost like as um First Kill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that is it. It was very, it's very, it's very like um cool, cool girl horror. We'll say yeah. Um, but Hashtag. like as First Kill, um, the Ve Schwab short. Yeah, like and the show, like I could see them being in that same style where it's very like aesthetically pleasing colorful like the music i just oh i also was a teen wolf girly so oh yeah really did. this hit well for the teen wolf girlies for sure also the uh-huh. cover design i don't know who did your cover but it's immaculate everybody that yeah, comes yeah. in and looks at that book is just like this book cover is perfect like they have no i've never seen anybody complain about it because it's so well done and it fits the vibe it's so mm-hmm. spooky i love it yeah Okay, so then speaking of <laughs> things to come, hopefully with movies and such, um, mm-hmm. are you going to write any more in this universe? Have you ever thought about that, like doing Mia's story or doing anything else in the yeah, universe? So usually I'm not like a sequel. Like usually when I'm done with something, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get me out Have of here. Have fun in my past. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> this was the first thing that I finished writing and was like, I – can't leave these characters like it I loved writing this book so much um I had so much fun writing it and I just love all of them so much I was like I should start writing a sequel and I should like do like a short story with Mia because I love Mia um (laughs) but as of like I am not writing it off I don't have any immediate plans I do Mm -hmm. have ideas so if they did want to like make a series um 
I'd be like, I have your season two. Like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was this was the first time where I finished something and I was like, I it was like a book hangover for like my own book, which sounds <laughs> yeah. really pathetic that to say out loud. Sick, but though. that's how it felt. <laughs> Um, yeah, I yeah, was desperate uh, for more for, for right from the end. I was like, oh I closed my- and I went, there's Mia's um, like uh, greeting oh, card. card. Yeah. And I was like, no, I want, I want the, more. The what the way heck? I, so I would, sad. oh my God. Like the, oof, the, the, the like a Texas moment with like, you know, this like bad girl energy. Oh, oh my yeah. werewolf. In- Cowgirl boots cut off. Yes. Yes. Just, oh my like, God. It's like a little bit like almost coyote ugly meets like Jennifer's yes. body. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So Maybe well, a novella. Yeah. About Mia yeah. and you said that she wasn't like in the story to begin with. So like when did she like when during your drafting process did she come in as like another character? Like was the wolf thing like just like, OK, we don't know who the wolf is or was yeah. it like. Yeah. Okay, that was <laughs> my else. editor came in and was like, uh, "You have to answer this question." And I was like, oh, I, mean, "I know I do, I don't, but I, I don't want." To. I wouldn't have cared either way, but I'm also one of those like really easy readers. Um, right. I appreciated knowing. Uh-huh. I think Madison had gotten thirty percent of the way through, fifty percent of the way through, and you were like, "It's Mia, right?" And I was like, "You're not going to care if I tell you." Yeah, it's Mia, yeah. and she was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I'm glad I was it, right." It totally like, like well, for a split second, I thought it was going to be Ian. Yeah. And and I was like, honestly, would have been cool with it either way because I would have been like, oh my god, like, uh, you know, you're so perfect. It's fine. I gotta tell you yeah. my crack, my crack theory as I was reading this because usually this will happen every once in a while. I'll go off on a tangent in my brain because I'm scared. And so I was reading a line where they were in the hospital, and I think Ian had come in at one point, and I think I had just like don't know why, but I got this bad vibe that somehow Ian was Scarlet's baby daddy, and I went, please for the love of God, do not let this. Oh my be God, the case. I almost oh. no, I. Re- <sighs> Yes, there was oh, there was a moment God. when they were at the Halloween party, and yeah, Scarlet was crying. Yes, yes. Oh. I went, I went. No, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like for no. a split second, I was which, literally like, like, "Please do not let this man be the worst man on the planet." I am literally rooting for him. No, and it was like I never because like, that. oh my God, there was just no, moments. No, where no, I, no, it's a good thing. It left me. I was like. And then I, was I like, never do that to my readers. Oh, thank goodness. I never And I had to figure out what happened. I was like, I need to know if did he do this? I need to know if did like what happened. And I was yeah, so glad it, it was didn't su- happen. Oh, it was such a better like, twist. Man. Like then, oh no, no, the Mia thing. I was like, I was like, I know you're, I know you're jashing. Like I, I would wanted to like give her like the. Well, I also like think I like a lot of the things about Mia that you included are. It's almost. I, I've had this happen. Friendship rivalry is so real, even in your 20s. And like the fact that, you know, they mentioned a couple of times that like Scarlett had problems with Mia, but also that like Rory's not always quote unquote the best person around Mia. And I liked that when Mia's like, oh, well, I thought Ian was like into me. And I was like, oh, girl, don't you start. Like, I'm going to lose my mind. But I really liked that anyway, because Mm -hmm. it's... To me, it read like, okay, well, this is also like a jealousy of friends kind of thing. Not just like, a, I'm jealous it, that you, it's not that I'm jealousy of attention. It's more that like, she wants some type of claim over Rory still. Well, I mean, there's also the yes. werewolf element too, and also, but like, yeah, she wants I, that claim. Also at that point, I mean, I don't know if you like felt this at all, but it's a little bit of like, when I think of wolves, I think, and like dogs even, I think of territory. Yes. And I feel like Mia was trying to like, 
for lack of better terms, be the alpha in the situation to be like, I'm, I'm the like head girl. I'm, it's me. But I don't know if you felt that way too, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, I mean, Mia was such a, like that note from my editor was such a blessing and Mia was such a blessing. And I just love that character so much. And I think uh, my first two books are pretty much like all about friendship, Um, especially they're both just front friendship front and center in both of them so mm-hmm. um in this book it's a little bit more in the background but mia gave me a chance to explore like a trauma bond friendship and then a yeah. toxic friendship where like mm-hmm. i feel like we all know a mia we all have <laughs> and, one. i, I like, can i can picture mine in my head <laughs> yeah and i think it like scarlet doesn't like Mia because Mia tried to get in between Rory and Scarlet and I do think Rory or Mia is possessive over Rory and it works on the regular old friend level and it works on the werewolf level too and that like I need you to be who you were I think that's something that I experience with friends that I've known for a long time Mm -hmm. where you know, whether it's me or them, they want me to be who I used to be, or I want them to be who they used to be. And we're just not anymore. And I think that's tough. And I think Mia resents how far Rory has come because she hasn't been able to move on that far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, what I was happy with about the ending is that it was difficult for me to strike a balance with Mia to the point where like, I didn't want her to be like a cartoon villain. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted her perspective to be valid. And I think in the end argument that they're having, Mia is making some valid points. Yeah. <laughs> like she shouldn't have to control herself. And mm-hmm. like, you know, Rory does like Rory is putting herself in a cage. And like, is that mm-hmm. she's doing it to protect people, but she's still doing yeah. it. And is that the yeah. right thing? Or is Mia like running wild and like like making her own moral code the right thing yeah. um so that i was happy with how that turned out and how i was able to like incorporate another friendship um yeah. into into this book to kind of keep the through line from my first two yeah uh okay we're back okay Sorry. Um, I was going to say one more thing about your – because you were talking about the Mia thing. Um, As you described all this stuff with, like, Mia's valid argument, you know, I really do see a lot of that, like, feminist argument in there, like, the having to tone yourself down to, like, appease Mm -hmm. other people versus, like, you being, like, loud and proud. You know, like, confidence with women is seen as so – not okay like it's just a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't like it and I've had a lot of people be like how do you find confidence in xyz and I'm like I I don't have I don't have any idea because I get a I get told lately since my whole breakup in January that like (laughs) I have a lot more confidence now and I'm like part of it is I just stopped caring like I'm I'm at the point where I'm like I you can't you can't hurt me now like I've already been hurt enough you cannot hurt me Mm -hmm. at this point and I also am just faking it till I make it so like I really appreciated Mia's I guess like the way she approached life, you know, even though there was that part where she's like, I still picked the wrong men. I was like, girl, I feel for you. You know, I feel <laughs> mm-hmm. for all yeah. of that. And I love how she's just proud of who she is, but also like angry mm-hmm. at that Rory's being like, you you can't be that way because you're going to hurt yeah. people. There was a lot of stuff it, in that moment. Yeah. It was really, really interesting to read. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's very much like I want I want to be mad at her. 
I want to be mad at her, but then she starts talking and it makes sense. Yeah, and exactly. I'm like, yeah, it's it. She she very much I think is on the side of um. I don't know. Have you ever seen Fleabag? I love Fleabag. Fleabag was okay. actually Fleabag season two was actually a big influence for this Re- book. <gasps> Wait, okay, literally because I was about to say the episode where she meets with the person after the art gallery and she's talking about how women are born with the pain built in. Yeah, like that. This feels very like that to me, where it's a reflective of like there is so there there's such like a feral nature about being a woman like i mean even like with menstruation like we're monthly you're dealing with blood you're it's like it's it's hard it's heavy it's you know it's very feral being a woman and like you know and that's something that's not acknowledged a lot it's a lot of times you know it's like oh women are like delicate and like weak and it's like no it's it's strength and i feel like mia represented very much that side of like that feralness yeah being a woman but that's so cool about fleabag i'm glad to hear it because i like gave me some energy and the romance in in season two of fleabag i think like the arc and how it helped her develop though i'm like I'm such a romantic. I'm like, how dare they not end up together? Oh, right. Me? Me when he's like, you'll get over it. I'm like, I won't. <laughs> yeah. I'm broken it's like, forever. You could never be me. Oh, my gosh. He, plus, like, Andrew Scott. I mean, it's such Still, a I forever and ever love him. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. What, what do you feel like was the hardest part of this book for you to write? Because I know, like, a lot of authors, they have, like, that one thing that just, like, really was so hard to nail down for them. It was definitely incorporating Mia in when she wasn't there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she helped fix the werewolf question and she helped fix – because originally a lot of Rory's waffling about Ian was kind of just her own commitment phobe. And so having yeah. that external factor with like where she was ready and then Mia kind of throw, threw a wrench in it um, mm-hmm. helped solve for like Rory kind of just being obnoxious, being like, I like him, but I cannot. I like him, but I cannot. Yes. Like, she does that like once or twice and then she's like, no, I want mm-hmm. to. And then Mia comes yeah. in and, and, and causes some problems and some great conflict. Like- so, But weaving her in, like weaving in a character at that level mm-hmm. was really hard. And then nailing mm-hmm. her down to the point where I felt like she fit in the book and she felt whole and she didn't feel mm-hmm. like a plot device and she had interesting things to say and she was an interesting mm-hmm. character. That was really – really tough edit and shout out to my best friend Courtney because I gave her the book after I put Mia in it and was like mm-hmm. can you does anything seem amiss <laughs> to see if yeah. she would say like Mia mm-hmm. who's this Mia but um she was a very helpful beta reader reader mm-hmm. very helpful beta reader <laughs> beta <laughs> reader I like that put you it on t- you're from New York I love it yeah <laughs> I'm from, from area New York <laughs> see oh, even my- better my grandma's Even from Long better. Island, so okay. usually when she like, I was little and I used to say like I would used to have a little bit of um like a dip on some of my words, and it was because of the way that she says things. Like, and ironically, we would hear her one time say "car" with like a like a hard like "ar" in there, and she had to say like I need to go get tomatoes but she said tomatoes and car at the same time and it just was this like so we're like did you move in the last 30 years like you've been here forever what what's going on what no what changed the accent yeah it's oh just it's stress but usually she would get on the phone with her relatives and it would it, her accent comes up yeah mm-hmm. i mean but, we as michiganders also have like well i'm midwest since accents. i'm in the rochester area now uh-huh. like okay. i feel like the rochester accent is very similar to like Mm-hmm. The Midwestern, yeah, Michigan, like we do uh, the we do the um 
the like cut the what is it g like we do the, a lot of the like did you eat is g we did we yeah do a lot of like the combining we, of the words and then the one. and then the um is it the ins mitten mitten not yeah. mitten we do when mitten. i when i when my parents make fun of me for saying button wrong and they're like you're saying button button i'm like get <laughs> out of here i don't want to get made fun of right my now least favorite word sorry Oh, it's okay. It's okay. that's my moist button is my moist. I don't know why. You know how people like cringe at moist. Yeah. I don't know. I could not tell you why, but something about like the phonetics of the word button, oh, chills down my spine. <laughs> like I don't know why. Um. Anyway, um, do you have like any idea what happens next for Rory and Co. in a non-spoilery, non-giving away what <laughs> you might put into a future book sort of way? Um, I think. In- yeah, like what's what's like your perfect world if everything goes right? Like six kids, two dogs. Like <laughs> I don't think they would get dogs because I think that would be tricky, and I don't oh think my they God, would have right. kids. <laughs> I mean, um, I was gonna say Reaper, Reaper had a hard time with um, yeah, yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a tough thing uh, for that poor dog. Um, but was, I think what kind of dog was Reaper? He was a um, Jack Russell. Oh my God, I was picturing yeah. a pug this whole time. Oh. I, I'm like, I missed that. Small dog. I was picturing one of your Samians, Madison. Oh, really? So. Olaf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why that was in my brain. That's a totally different size. Like, I th- I probably missed his, like, full, his mm-hmm. description, any, you know, like, gave it away or whatever. But in my head, I was just picturing a black pug, like, a really chunky <laughs> black pug, which I, I don't know, I think made it funny when, like, he, like, bit the ankle. Like, that yeah. just, I was just the idea of her, like, you know. Looking down and seeing foot. a pug. <laughs> yeah. Just made me laugh. Anyway, dogs, you're saying. Um, I think Rory and Ian would just have like a cool life as just like a like couple mm-hmm. like she would freelance and they would oh, yeah. live together. She'd go down to the cellar once a month and get locked in the vault. Love um, it. <laughs> it was included, by the way. I was like, this is such <gasps> a great perfect. little thing. It was the way my um, brain didn't even make the connection at first. They'd be perfect together. Um mm-hmm. I think Scarlett and Maddie would get back together. Um, mm-hmm. And I think any conflict that would come in would come in from Rory's mother still. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. just trouble with a capital T. <laughs> or uh, Rory's father may be resurfacing. Oh, um, oh that would be so good. <laughs> so, um, as like a, a bad influence. So mm-hmm. I do have some ideas so yeah hollywood <laughs> come, come I, I will me. say listening to the yeah I'm, I'm like please make it happen um i'm gonna start like emailing agents i'm gonna like you know like at warner brothers like hello at warnerbrothers.com i don't know what it would be i'm just like i need you to do this make this happen thank you very much um <laughs> but i will say her mom because we didn't even really touch on like her mom is a character mm-hmm. i mean i felt like i was reading one of those like am i the asshole posts yeah where it's like yes. our, like toxic reddit like i love those subreddits i i w- literally wake up in the morning this is like such a bad treat i wake up in the morning and i go and i read best of redditor updates like the new posts which is like why i don't need to start my day like that like hearing about somebody else's woes but i felt like i was reading one of those posts where the person cannot see no matter how many times the comments tell them that they are the problem yeah like oh my gosh it was just it was infuriating in the best way mm-hmm. in, in the best way very, very much like how yeah scarlet or not scarlet rory like being angry with her was like yeah yeah you want so more good. familial drama that's gonna be what my next mm-hmm. book centers around 
so can't awesome. wait <laughs> i love i love family drama same same um it was one of my favorite parts of this whole story to begin with was yeah. the, a lot of the tension mm-hmm. between them and the family issues mm-hmm. um what are some of your favorite horror or like werewolf books or authors that you kind of will read or look to and for inspiration and things like that so you're gonna be like we shouldn't have asked her this question because no, i no, like, always a safe you, space um you said that you guys don't typically read horror i have a few that i've read but i think a lot of them would more i would say call them more thriller because some of yeah. them are just more just suspense driven instead of like with some of the more gory bits i well, don't do a lot of horror and gore, for me like gory doesn't bother me at all like i, I this is this is so, such a weird thing but like i love reading the synopsis of horror movies but i don't i can't watch them it's the visual for me That's which right. i think you you can watch saw but i can i can't you can watch saw yeah. but i can't watch paranormal activity and then i'm the opposite like i will watch yeah. every like the jump scares the thing. jump scares are what get me but like the okay. gore doesn't bother me at all like i mean i just got you to watch game of thrones and that's like but the gore mm-hmm. in that show like of course like it bothers me in the way that like ah, oh, that's like this is terrible things that are happening but the visual of it doesn't exactly bother me um so this is like this is making me want to be like okay i'm gonna jump into the genre because i was like on on i i mean i flew through every single thriller horror mystery type thing that i've read i've finished in like a day because i can't stop it's thinking about the story so i'll probably start reading more after this i'm gonna do personal recommendations then okay okay yes so madison i think you should read house of hunger by alexis henderson oh my god I I loved Year of the Witching. I bow down to Alexis Henderson, and that okay. is on my my list of books to read. Even though oh, yeah. even though I know it's going to be like that, I love Alexis Henderson with all of my heart and soul. Okay, okay sorry. Um, <laughs> so I would say if you can handle a little bit of gore, but don't like jump scares, yes. um, and I get the vibe that you kind of like like to ship. And like, yes. like something a little sexy. It's like sapphic. Yes. It's like very yes. imaginative. It's very mm-hmm. hard to put down. I think you'll be into it. Oh, and yeah. for Nicole, if you liked mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity, mm-hmm. I think you should read um, – have you read Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay? Uh-huh. No, but I know of Paul Tremblay, so I Paul will – Paul Tremblay is so brilliant. And yeah. Head Full of Ghosts is about – um, a family and there's a teenage girl who may be schizophrenic or she may be possessed and her family invites in like a paranormal TV show to like yes. film the exorcism basically um, and kind of that's that's how I can think of the elevator pitch um, mm-hmm. that one's really okay. good and yeah, I think you would really like that. So I'm obsessed with it already. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I, I watch like, Ghost Adventures like, like every night. I'm like such a paranormal type of person. Um, mm-hmm. Fun fact, I don't know if you believe in ghosts, but I have one in my space um, that has been <laughs> with me for about for as long as the psychic says as long as i've been born um but i've noticed it since i was 15 so i have a about 10 to 12 year old little child boy spirit at least that's what he's appeared to me as that likes to pull my hair um so i was 15 and i was walking down my um 
the house I still live in is with my parents, but I'm moving in a few months. So we'll see if he comes with, but, um, so walking down my like hallway and I had braided my hair after a like AP us history exam. And I just got it yanked like full head back yanked. And I like stopped and had like full body, just completely in chills. My mom had come out of the bathroom and she was like, you like look unwell what's going on and I told her and that was like from the get-go when we started seeing him a lot more um I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks but um he comes around every now and then uh lots of noises and like feeling like you're just being watched um really late at night if my brothers decide to go into like the kitchen they'll see this is where I don't know if it's like for sure a, a child or not, but we'll come in the kitchen like around like three or four in the morning to grab a snack because of course we do. And there's like this tall black figure just standing in there and you have to like leave because you just don't want to be in there. So it is very I frightening. This every time I stay at your house. You should because it's really, I mean, I don't really have it. There's been a couple of times, like I had a friend who was here in high school who heard what sounded like toys, like over in this area, like playing. And she was like, I just went to bed at that point because I couldn't handle it. Um, but my mom saw a psychic and the psychic was like, do you have, does your daughter have like issues like with being like bothered by bullies or whatever? My mom's like, no. She's like, cause it feels like your daughter has something attached to her, like has been attached to her like her whole life. And as we started to like listen to the psychic and stuff, we pulled all these pieces and I like had an imaginary friend when I was little. I had like all these things that were very like telling. And then she hadn't told me all of the stuff that the psychic had said, but I went back to college because she had done this when I was god i must have been graduating from college at the time and i kept coming home at like three in the morning from study sessions with a friend and all of my cabinets would be open and i'm like why are you guys leaving all the cabinets open and i would ask my roommates like we didn't do that and i was like these are like really hard to open cabinets so i tell my mom i'm like mom i don't know what's going on like i feel like the ghost is here now because like why are why is it happening she goes did you say your cabinets are open i go yeah she goes the freaking psychic a month ago had asked if he was playing tricks by opening the cabinets in the house and i was like stop and i literally like stopped breathing so this is a big nope for me i love yeah. <laughs> paranormal stuff especially because i'm like i feel like on some level like you don't see it all the time it's not so prolific where i'm like constantly afraid but like I don't it's always around this time of year too you start to feel it like a lot more which is pretty normal but um yeah I've just never had any like really bad experience with the spirit thank god so far um but we've gone to different places like we went up to uh, a lighthouse in the upper peninsula and we went in and we could feel just like super uncomfortable the lights flickered a little bit and then we heard like a closet door open and we were like okay we're just gonna walk away because we cannot be down here the minute we left every feeling of like anxiety just gone just immediately that, gone. I was like, that's the freaky yeah you're that's sensitive. the realistic. yeah thing. you have a that's why the ghost attached itself to you because you yeah, are sure. open well, yeah, and my mom's like, my mom's got a bunch of weird, like, psychic stories. Like, she just went to the, we went to the Renaissance Fair, Madison. I don't even know. Who, oh, yeah. Did she is. go to the psychic? Yeah. And the psychic was telling her that she's like, somebody's coming through, wants to talk to you. And the psychic's like going like this. She goes, she looks like she's showing me like, like gardening shears. And my mom wanted to like stop breathing because her grandma is the one that keeps coming through. Her grandma's name is Flora Gardner. So she kept oh. like getting these like really specific things. Flora so Gardner. Very what, a, what a good name. Yeah, thank you. I didn't pick that, of course, <laughs> such but a, such I, like a I, I take pride. Name. 
yeah, yeah anyway. no i i also come from a very like paranormally sensitive family like all of my aunts and like my mom and stuff and like all the like all the women on my mom's side of my family are all like very sensitive to like yeah beyond things like they get like visitation dreams like literally i was at my aunt's house before i went to the renaissance festival a couple <laughs> weeks ago um a month or so ago and with my friends and like my aunt comes out and we're like having breakfast of her room and she's like oh your grandpa visited last night and oh. mind you my grandpa died two years ago like wow and i'm just like cool, cool, cool. oh my god yeah uh-huh yeah it was it was uh fall of 2020 and i was just like i mean and my friends of course are like they've known me for years they're they're like oh yeah whatever but every every woman in my family's like that like mm-hmm. every single one my mom her two sisters their cousins me like i you know get like there'll be times when i'll be like oh i think blank is like you know around or whatever but yeah. it's it's ooky spooky stuff i definitely halloween is like the time of year i this is like i feel like i'm in my element right now yeah. like especially gearing up for like this weekend is like what a time cannot wait do you have any fun halloween plans um no <laughs> um, that's okay we no. support that too sit just watching scary movies uh yeah. probably watch some twilight zone eat some candy and by some candy yeah. i mean like an obscene yes like, all the like candy. troubling amount of candy. yeah but that's what about you guys there's, there's, i'm going to a halloween party i'm currently sewing mm-hmm. this is why i had this is why i was listening and mm-hmm. i was like you know on my little sewing machine because i'm making costumes for my friend and i which has Love been the it. costume like two years in the making i'm very excited we're like a duo. Yeah, I'm, we're doing I'm going to the bars to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, it. Full support. Yeah. Yeah, the we're going as um you ever seen the live the not the live action, the Disney Hercules? Of course. Okay, it's we're going that. as Pain and Panic, the two <gasps> little demons. Right. I so I sewed it. us togas. Okay, hold on. I'll pull, I'll pull, I can pull I can hold the photo up to the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sewing us uh I made us we did togas. That I like our togas, you know, chiton or whatever, yeah. but it's like a skirt and like a top that's kind of got the drapey sleeves. We're dyeing them maroon and teal. Then I got teal velvet, maroon velvet. We made the tail that we're putting wire through so it goes like this. Um, I made cardboard wings with like the velvet sleeves over them. So they're going to come through the back of the like dress piece. We got horns at the Renaissance fair. And then I have like colored little hair extensions that we're going to put in. And then um, we also from Disney's website, we got the Herculade cups, which is great because we're going to a party so we can bring our own cups. And we got Converse, like not actual Converse, like knockoff Converse on Amazon that we're going to paint to be Con Herks instead of Air Herks. Because, like, it's not really the season for that stuff. But she's very lucky because I'm a crafty girl. <laughs> so I, I can, this. like. I, like, this is high art. <laughs> it yeah, is. it's it's pretty. I'm pretty excited. Okay, so, like, this. I don't know if you can kind of see the, like, yeah. toga. Yeah. And they have pockets, too. I put pockets in them. Because They're I said, amazing. I know. <laughs> I know the power of pockets. And then we have um, the little wings. I'm very excited about the wings. So, those like, are, those are mine. This is amazing. I'm, I'm doing Wednesday stoked. Adams, and I didn't put a lot of effort into it, so I'm just <laughs> excited to go. <laughs> Wednesday's such a good costume. I will say this has been like we were in Latin Club in high school, so we like used to watch. Even though it's technic- technically Hercules, you could argue is Roman because his Greek name is Heracles, but whatever. Um, but I love we you. used to watch that. <laughs> Listen, it's you. just it's it's one of those weird facts, but yeah, it's this costume has been in the works a for a long while. Time this friend I've known for like 20 years yeah so yeah. we're like 
we're, and we're going to like an actual party, not just like, oh, a bunch of friends hanging out. We yeah. all happen to be in costumes. It's like 80 people as of right now are invited to this party. And I'm just like, okay, okay. Your mom, like, your time, yeah, I was like, I, I, the, the way I'm going to, I'm, I have, and I did it without a pattern, which is like, this is only the second thing I've ever made by myself. The first thing I made my Renaissance fair costume, um, like the, I made the corset and I made the skirt and then the chemise I just got off of Amazon. But, um, Truly, the fact that it worked without me using a pattern, I have such a God complex right now. It's so unhealthy. <laughs> You're unstoppable. It's, she's, yeah, she's going to be yeah. sewing for the rest of her life at this point. All of her clothes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, nothing, nothing can stop me. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, what are you currently reading? So I just started, and I believe I might be making this up, but I think she's a Michigan native. Uh, Katrina Monroe's second book, um, The Graveyard of Lost Children. And it's oh, an arc. Different. The book is coming out in May of 2023. Her f- first book is They Drown Our Daughters, um, which is very atmospheric and about like generational trauma passed down from mothers to daughters. Um, and oh, catch me reading that immediately. Very good. And yeah, oh. no, it's either Michigan That's... or maybe Minnesota. Minnesota. I, 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 I mean, Minnesota. they're based- the yeah. same thing they're both Sorry. Canada's cousins. it's close together <laughs> yeah, it's fine okay. I'm still in like New Yorker in the sense that everything like in the middle of the country yeah <laughs> just bleeds together <laughs> that's, that's okay it's okay as long as it's not as long as it's not Ohio we're fine okay sorry right. Ohio's like Ohio um yeah I guess That's- the only other question that we really have for you is like, what's next for you? Like, are you are yeah. you working on the next like draft copy edits of the next book? Are you kind of in a limbo? Like, what's next for you? Just waiting for my edits for book four. Which I Fun. should be getting should be getting soon, and so then soon I will crawl into my hole and edit, and then, yeah, amazing, That's awesome, cool. Well, well thank okay. you well, so, so much excited. for coming on the show. Yes. Yeah, the thank book was so truly amazing. I can't recommend it enough for anybody, even if you're like not into horror. Just know the caveats of like you know it deals with some trauma and also with uh, some gore, but worth it. Like the one of one of my favorite reads of the year so far. It's truly same. such Thank you. an amazing Absolutely. book. Same. Yeah, it's been so um, fun yeah. talking to you. And let me know what you think of Cackle. And like, oh my gosh, I, I will. Like, catch catch me in your DMs like next week, being like, okay, so here's my thoughts and here's what you do. Let's stay in touch. This was so fun. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I'm so happy. Like, yeah, we got to, to chat. We'll, we'll follow you and such. Uh, where, do you want to plug yes. any of your social media? Yeah, usually what's your have socials? That. Sure. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Rachel Harrison's Ghost, and I'm on Twitter at RachFaceLogic. And my website awesome. is Rachel-Harrison.com. Wonderful. Perfect. We'll add all of that into our show notes. But yes, yes, it's been so much fun talking to you. And honestly, I love talking to you. It was really fun too because like you can really see how much of your voice is in Rory's voice. Like just <laughs> so true. Like yeah, it, kindred spirits. I can yeah. totally see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of Such me in all my books. So yeah. yeah, I feel like the best the best authors always put a little razzle dazzle of themselves in it. So <laughs> truly, yeah, razzle dazzle. Anyway, uh. I believe that's it for us. So that's we're going to end the yeah. show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LowerPod and on Instagram and TikTok at LowerYourVolumePod. And send us an email at LowerYourVolumePodcast at gmail.com with recommendations, questions, comments, or all of the above. You can also follow our personal accounts, me at Madison underscore Fry on Twitter and Instagram and at Ex Libris to Madison on Bookstagram. 
or me at Nicole underscore Basio on Twitter, at N underscore Boz53 on Instagram, and at On My Own Adventure on Bookstagram. Bye. Bye. <laughs>